Sweet, we're back. Uh, episode number four, I think now. Uh, welcome to the One Three Eight Podcast. Uh, got a special guest on today. First time um, over the Skype. Uh, over in Melbourne at the moment. Uh, we're with Peter Breen on Rugby Brick Just Want to introduce yourself? Uh, hey, bro. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks very much for having me on. Um, I've obviously started in the the podcast game as well. So, um, like when I sent you a message, um, just wanted to say well done for for having a crack because I know that it's a, a tough gig to kind of set up and, and get going from a start. So, well done on even getting to, to episode four. Um, <laughs> so good shit. Um, but I suppose uh, an introduction of myself. So, um, yeah, I've run the Rugby Bricks page in business now, and um, I've sort of been going for almost two years now um which has been good and selling the kicking tees and, and doing the skill videos and, and whatnot um a bit of a, a background on, on myself and, and really keen to, to talk to you about your footy as well because we kind of have gone through the new zealand system of of academies and then uh and minus 10 cup yeah. um and, and now you're into a bit of uh super rugby which is cool now um so for me yeah was down south with dunedin played for otago for four years um and then went up north to to the tunnies and played two years up there and um was was in and around the Highlanders uh, wider squad and then the same thing up there with the Blues um, never got a cap which was which sucked <laughs> but yeah, um, yep. but that's uh, that's the way rugby goes especially in New Zealand with the the log jam of players bro as, as you know um, you've, you've got to be quality so um, and then sort of fast forward I knew kind of near the end of my career playing that I was really keen to get into the coaching game and and hence I've jumped in um yes and that's kind of the the background bro good man bro um like how did it start like how how, i was sort of reading a couple things about um about you and your story and stuff and on the on the one news i think you had a bit of an interview and like like, how'd you actually get into it like you saw a bit of a niche you said or yeah so there there was the interesting thing like um i've got a basketball background played um played all through my childhood growing up um made a few rep sides and whatnot got to go over to aussie um so i've always had a basketball background and as you know like following some nba pages um when you go down that track there's heaps of coaches doing um you know shooting skills dribbling drills um all 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 those little micros i'm sure you play 2k (laughs) yeah yeah, Um, working on your jump shot and step back um but the way that they deliver deliver their coaching style is actually getting into real detail and just like giving information out to to basketballers and um when i kind of started the idea i had a look through the internet like most people do you youtube something and the videos were just so boring and so long long winded like 28 minutes of some dude boring as talking about how to goal kick (laughs) yeah yeah Um, in my opinion, anyway, they were boring. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Like, if we can get on Instagram and um, and just do really quick, someone scrolling through their feed, a uh, real quick skill, give out all the best information that we've got. Um, and that's what I do. Like, um, I think when you're a coach and you hold on to secrets or information, um, you don't get better. So mm. I uh, I chuck out all my best stuff and just give, give, give um, in that really short form consumable uh, uh, platforms. And as you know, like, 
TikTok's going off, Snapchat was going off there for a while, and Instagram stories and whatnot. Like, um, sometimes you've only got 15 seconds to capture people these days, as you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you jam a bit of TikTok, or? Uh, I'm having a crack. We, I, I still don't understand it, man. I, I mean, I understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah far out um i'm not the best dancer so it's not really my niche but um <laughs> we're reposting a lot of uh our rugby brick skill content on there and yeah, it's going right. o- it's going okay um but we're kind of just in the tiktok game to be in it um but yeah i haven't done too many dancing bro it's not my thing <laughs> bro, I, mean, I mentioned in the um like a previous podcast bro. i listened to this dude called gary v i don't know if you heard of gary v before oh bro he's my mentor he's the man exactly bro and in so that's obviously that might have been where you got the TikTok thing from, is that right? Yeah, it was, and it, as you would have seen as well, he talks about it a lot. Um, and it was probably one thing I picked up on early, like, um, and, and and from Gary V as well. Like, one is greater than none. Um, yeah. So whether it's on you know Instagram stories or Facebook, uh, Snapchat, um, I even do a little bit on WhatsApp just uh, with coaching, like. Mm. It doesn't matter what the platform is. One is always greater than uh, than none. So if you're not in the game, you're not in the game. Um, so that's why we jumped on TikTok. Are you on there? Are you doing your thing? We're on it. Uh, yeah, shit. No, like we're not. We're not too flash. I'm not too flash on it yet, but um, I'm okay. trying to, bro. Fuck, like, I'm trying to think of like different ways to to try and use it without actually getting myself behind the behind the yep. camera. Like maybe just sending sort of competitions out or whatever getting people to send stuff in that i can post up with with my kit on and shit like that so yeah for sure it's a good idea um and it seems like the the thing that doesn't make sense is what works on tiktok so <laughs> yeah straight up <laughs> it's um, a bro you you gain a bit of traction like fuck, what do you got like one hundred and three thousand followers now on instagram um like do you can yeah, you remember when it when it like sort of started blowing up like where sort of what followers you went from and and things like that yeah it's, it's crazy like it actually you know you say blown up it still feels like it, it hasn't blown up like it's literally been like the same grind that i was doing when i had 500 followers getting shit from my mates in northland yeah. uh when i was doing these skill videos like so <laughs> for me the the, the day-to-day kind of just, it looks the same like it's still just the same hustle um it's cool to see how many people are, are jumping on board with it and enjoying the brand um but i guess like there's been a few good videos that have that have got us moving forward you know got sort of a thousand followers overnight type thing um especially when you have any of the all black boys on there um mm. that that moves the needle pretty quick um the Aaron, the first aaron smith stuff we we did was um was pretty massive the first couple of videos and he he gave a lot in that first session we did skill wise so did you know him quite well before like you sort of got into that skill stuff or um i, I knew him i was in the highlanders for i think it was like six weeks and, and so of course you, you chat but i wouldn't say like we were close mates yeah um and aaron was definitely doing his own thing there for a while when i knew him um so we've kind of he uh he really liked what i was trying to do with with rugby bricks and the the message and the way that we were doing it and um he was keen to give back and and share some of his knowledge so that's why he's uh he's jumped on board pretty quick with it so um yeah winds are blown up it's still just just a day-to-day grind man and, and like what you were trying to do you just gotta uh tick boxes each day keep chucking it out there you're not too sure which piece of content's gonna gonna grab um but just keep making exactly bro um just like what that what that nuggy sort of stuff uh 
how is it sort of weird for you to or what does it feel like to give someone like you know like the all black halfback tips on on how to pass or or Bowden Barrett or Richie Mwanga tips on how to kick the the cool thing is and and I've been asked this a bit like now that I've started working with these guys the best thing about them is um their openness and willingness willingness to learn um, yeah. and, I, and I think any advice for, and also yourself and, and your mates who you're playing with at the moment like as soon as you think you know everything and shut off coaching um, and think you're the man you're, you're never going to keep progressing yeah. and uh, I guess the, the thing that I spoke with Nuggy about is over in like the NBA and the NFL you always hear of like uh, so like LeBron James like this summer he's going to add on his three point step back game like he's going to build that that build that piece of the puzzle to his game yeah. and uh, I kind of said Darren is like what how come we don't have this in rugby how come people are like you know what this summer I'm going to add a chip kick to my game yeah yeah I'm going to add like a lot of people can do a massive step off, off their right foot or their dominant foot this summer I'm going to add my left foot step cool how am I going to work on it who can help um, so that's kind of where I'm going with with the skill thing is like um, Bodie, Richie, Aaron those three sessions I did last week um, all three of those guys were, were, it was just me asking questions, how do you do things, have you thought about this, um, what about making this little adjustment, um, because they, they want to get better, as you know, bro, when you're on the stage and there's people watching, um, you you want to be able to execute, so having, de- having detail and knowing what you're doing is, is key. If you, could, um, if you could say who the best kicker or kickers you've worked with are, Based on yep. you know like what you've seen technique and and quality like what do you reckon who do you reckon it is? <laughs> I'd have to say Hayden Parker. He um, yeah. I played I played with Hayden. He went on that massive streak uh, last year with the Sunwolves. Yeah, he's he got a like, nudge on him, old Hayden Parker. Yeah, and his technique so so tight. He um, me and me and Hayden both played under Tony Brown, which is the the Japanese coach. Um, yep. He's also Highlanders coach now as well. Um, and he, he helped us a lot. And you probably might have noticed Lima Sopawanga, um, his evolution of his goal-kicking game. Yeah. Um, so he, he ended up sort of taking on those Tony Brown traits of like such a, a simple technique. Yeah, yeah. Um, really nailing your, your follow-through. Um, yeah, so I'd say Hayden's probably the most accurate guy I've ever seen kick a rugby ball. Um, Reese Hodge, man, that boy can kick a ball. Like, I've done a few few things with him. And um, Reese Hodge, him. who's that? He's the, he's the Wallabies fullback. Um, he's the guy with the massive boot, white white guy, tall guy. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He can go, like, 65 consistently. Jeez. Um Yes, you kicked with Geordie Barrett? I uh, haven't haven't met Geordie ever, um, but yeah, Geordie's the same man. He's um, Huge I think he's, had a, he's definitely had to go off the the rugby bricks team. We need to get him on there. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, hard out. Like I, I was down there like last year in preseason and um, a bit of a windy day, as you know, in Wally. And yep. bro, like he he was he was kicking them from the far twenty two, like, and they were just dropping about a meter short. He brought it yeah. forward maybe a few metres, so it would have been like 70 metres with a bit of a wind behind his back, and he was, in the, <laughs> yeah. he was nudging them. How good. That's where you get your biggest kicks, eh, is windy days at training and doesn't really matter. Um, how's your, I was going to ask you too, how's how's your goal kicking go, your development? Bro, to be honest, the goal kicking sort of, um, it sort of slipped, oh, well, like the, the training-wise, I sort of slipped off on it. It's sort of more to do with the opportunities in, in goal kicking now, like, yeah. Um, 
yeah like it's people sort of teams sort of have their their goal kickers kind of set I, I guess I should st- I still do practice I kick for the club my club and that and yeah um I need to get another session with you bro <laughs> yeah 100% keen as um bro so obviously you played yourself uh you you have your best kicking story do you got a best kicking story uh, I had a I had a fantastic game, so I moved up to to Northland to play, and Otago were coming up, my old team, yeah. and uh, like it was just it would have was going to mean a lot if we could get over the line, like playing the old club, and um, I you know sort of a bit of a ten rivalry with the with the other ten Fletcher Smith, um, <laughs> yeah, who you, yeah. you, you you probably know from um, Waikato, yeah, 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 played um, So I mean, Smithers. Fletcher, yeah, to his credit, man, he's one of the most skillful passers I've I've ever seen. Like his his flash transfer spiral is amazing. Anyway, um, so they were coming up the road and uh, went eight from eight um, against uh, them, and that was just such a satisfying game. Like, uh, <laughs> and you know, you kind of know yourself. Like when you, when you've put in a shitload of hours of training and just you kind of know you're ready to kick well. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I just I kicked really well and I felt so so in control and wherever I wanted to put the ball I could, um, which is funny because as you know some days you don't know where the heck the ball's going off the tee, but other days you can just uh, put it wherever you want. Bro, that was, that's so interesting, eh? Like you know that those those days like I've had those days as well where you just feel like you could actually you have the ball on a string sort of and you can kind of put it where yeah. you want. Yeah, hundred percent, and that's just that that muscle memory, and and that's why I always preach the message of just hours and hours and hours because the more you do, and the more your muscle memory is on, the more you can get those feelings in those days. Yeah, yeah, um, mean bro. So like when you go overseas or when you're going down to teams and you're giving guys um, sessions and things like that, how does it work? Um, like, do the do the coaches send you get you over or like? How do you, yeah, how do you touch? so there's a bit of that happening, and the beauty of social media and Instagram now is like a lot of these guys um, have kind of already seen seen what I do, you know, liked a couple of posts, commented. There might even be like a DM um, back and forth. That's that's how I've kind of got to know a lot of people at the moment. Um, but I'm I'm massive on uh, just uh, dealing with that the kicker in hand, like mm. not trying to just kick uh coach one style um everyone sets their ball up differently he takes their first step differently um you get quade cooper doing his little arm thing he does at the start buzz yeah Um, that dude (laughs) yes um so the i think the worst thing you can do as a a kicking coach is coming and go nah you boys are doing it my way um so i'm big on that a lot of guys have um haven't put too much thought into their kicking game, which I kind of help out. I know you've probably seen the 10-pillar thing. Um, so I ask a lot of questions around kind of the 10 pillars that I've come up with. Um, okay. It's like a bit of a checklist for kickers. Um, Do you want to give that 10? <laughs> yeah, keen as. So first one is, is mindset. So just talking about like your mindset the, your team's just scored um what do you do to calm yourself down get you ready to take the kick uh number two is ball setup so how you actually set the ball up on your tee seams valve uh where you're aiming um all the rest of it the next one's uh target so what you're actually aiming for um a lot of people just 
you know, don't don't actually get a target. So I'm big on sort of aim small, miss small, kind of that sniper mm. mentality um, from that uh, movie, American Sniper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the next one's approach. Uh, so number four, a lot of people have such an inconsistent approach. So you, I think we all kind of got inspired. You know how Dan Carter used to do his approach, his little step, step. Oh, I used um, to do it in front of the TV every, every weekend. <laughs> yeah. So the thing about that is, yeah, it's cool, but, man, it can be inconsistent. Some yeah. days you go two meters, some days you go a meter and a half. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's getting getting that approach uh, really small and consistent, like Hayden Parker does. Yeah. Um, next one's rodeo arm. Uh, so I'm big on that. What's it? The rodeo arm is your your arm that you chuck up that's opposite your kicking foot. Um so so nailing that then we go on to like uh kicking foot also uh plant foot so how that's landing where it's landing next one's kicking foot so getting your foot nice and hard um and then how we actually want to make contact with the ball j not c so that's all to do with your um your follow through so your foot or following a j shape and and not following a c shape and then the last yeah. two is uh, uh, momentum. Um, so momentum's a big one for me. I'm all about winning the half meter before the ball and winning the half meter past the ball. Um, mm. And then the last one, stay in the kick, which is commonly known as keep your head down. So, um, so those are the ten, bro. And then after that, there's uh, there's actually an eleventh pillar, which is parking kicks. Um, so it's all very well um, knowing how to kick a ball, but shit, what happens when you miss? How, yeah. do, we, how do we deal with that? Flush and, it mentality, yeah? Yeah. So one that, that I commonly used was uh, after a kick, you know, you miss, you run back to halfway. Once you've got to half back, uh, halfway, you kind of understand why you missed mm. and then just bend down and wipe your boot and then that, that kick's gone. Um so, so that was one that I've used, and just just uh, having an action with the thoughts is really good when you're trying to park kicks and just get on with your job as a ten or or whatever. Yeah, that little cue is um is something that that you learn a lot in like the camps and stuff, eh? With the mental uh, yeah. mental skills, as well as the the having the little cue to sort of bring yourself back. Um, yeah. Like for example, like what you just said is that your one. Yeah, that's what I used, and um, it worked really well. And I did a lot of training as well. Like, I when I was having a kicking session, like, you, if you're making your kicks, you just set up your next ball. But if I missed, I'd actually do the jog back, um, think about why I missed, wipe the boot, and then go back and fix it. Um, and uh, you're right, man. Like, I've sat through those academy sessions, and people come and talk, and it's funny, like, you don't you don't really think it applies to you and you're like yeah yeah whatever and yeah, then, uh, yeah when you actually like use one you're like oh sweet i can actually deal with this this pressure and this miss yeah um, which is pretty pretty vital i think awesome bro um you just sort of mentioned dan carter I, like i've heard a bit and i've sort of watched it myself his kicking techniques pretty unorthodox eh? like it's it's almost sort of against what you kind of teach is that right or yeah, well, again, going back to that, how do you kick the ball uh, mentality? So Carter, yeah. Carter's got a real swoopy technique, um, and How it's almost so accurate. I was... Yeah, yeah, and that's that's probably the thing. And the, I think the thing that saved has saved Carter is um, is you always hear the st- stories about how much hours that he's put in. Yeah, um, yeah. So I would say he's got a really inconsistent kicking technique style. Like if you wanted. 
to, to percentage-wise coach a kicking technique. Um, it would be quite a hard one to try and get any consistency out of. But I think what Carter's done is he's done it that much, that often, um, and he's extremely comfortable kicking the ball that way um, is why he's so good. Um, he's definitely a C-shaped kicker, but he's just extremely consistent with when he, when his foot's coming through from his backswing to to impact. Um, he's just hundred percent all the time. Um, just those guys that defy all laws, eh? Yeah. So like that, like if, if I was to coach a guy like Carter, I'd be like, cool. I love how you kick the ball. Your setup's great. Um, talk me through. Like, would focus on something else, like making his approach extremely consistent. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What's his What's his mindset like? Um, so that's kind of the beauty of coaching is um, you don't just try to make him do how you want to do it. You make what he does better. Ah, oh, mean, mean. Uh, you, I don't know if you saw my story this morning. I posted um, or reposted Adi Savia's post. Did you see that? Or did you see Adi's uh, post? No, I didn't, bro. Uh, nah, I didn't. <laughs> uh, so so what, what he said was, um, or he actually just did, posted a couple um, screenshots of his tweets. Um, a, a few of them yeah. that I wanted to ask what you thought about was, um, first one is, I remember getting the loyalty loyalty speech at college camps about professional footy i've realized now it's a business um another one corporations will be in trouble if athletes realize they are a business um we'll we'll touch on those ones first what do you reckon like that's pretty ballsy man (laughs) yeah i suppose um has something come out like has he been affected by something yeah i'm not sure sounds sounds like there, there might be a backstory there i suppose um he's right in a way like if if a team or an organization's got poor culture they generally run it like a business yeah yeah. um, the the players aren't aren't seen as important or um or valued uh at the end of the day like you know the players have got agents we're all trying to get the best contracts we can the most money we can so if a player's walking into a, a a deal or a club wanting to treat it like a business and get money and all this stuff, then I guess it's it's kind of rich to then say, oh, stop treating me like a business. Yeah, um, yeah. So I agree with that, but I suppose when players don't get treated um, treated well and just feel like a cog in the wheel rather than actually a, a valued piece of uh, piece of the environment or club, that's mm. when you can get that frustration. Um, and there's not too many clubs that have won games and won championships that haven't had a really good culture. So, um, culture's key, eh? Hundred percent. Yeah, it's good. And and I'm starting to to get into some stuff with teams now and um, the coaching that I'm in. And, and every team sits down and does a culture session. Um, says says all the same words, but it literally is more the actions rather than just saying saying the words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last one he put up was random thought. Rugby union players aren't allowed to switch allegiance once playing for their country. Should the same rule apply to coaches? <laughs> wow, Artie's really swinging out there today, <laughs> isn't he? Um, yeah, it's up for some meat, good, this fella. Good, good point. I mean, shit, Kiwi coaches. Imagine how many Kiwi coaches that would affect. Exactly. Um, um, so... Yeah, I don't, I don't know about one. I, I kind of understand the why the NZRU do it and so that they don't just have a – they're not just picking a world team and grabbing guys from France, Japan, UK um, and bringing them back to play like a, a test match. 
um, it's hard to build culture when no one's in the country and, and rallying behind New Zealand. So, um, yeah, I don't know on that one. That's uh, It would affect a lot of people if, if that came into effect. Yeah. I, I, bro, I just I look up to Artie in the, in the sense that, like, he's, he just sort of speaks his mind and doesn't really, um, you know, think about the repercussions or anything like that. Like, he's just a real straight-up, genuine kind of person, and that sort of stuff just... It sort of sticks with me that stuff. I was yeah, you're, you're right, man. And it's definitely it's interesting coming and being living in uh, in Australia. Like I see a big difference in the just the people like Artie and New Zealand rugby. There's so much more personality in New Zealand rugby, yeah. um, and they almost are allowed to to be themselves and 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 speak their mind a little bit. Mates with Brad Weber, who you probably know as well. Um, he he was you know he, he spoke out a bit on his twitter over over the last few years and it's cool to see like um as soon as we get guys just doing the same stock standard boring interviews and articles after games um yeah so people just switch off um yeah yeah bro me nah uh so you moved to aussie i didn't even know that <laughs> yeah bro so i've been living in melbourne um the last 18 months um, shit yeah, so I've been back and forth from NZ and living in Melbourne. Um, so came over here, played, and then um, yeah, so coaching with the the Wallaroos now, which is the women's fifteen team. Um, so so coaching them, which is cool, doing the attack in the backs. Um, yep. So we had we had uh, four test matches last year and got uh, ten test matches next year. So it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Unreal. How how often are you on the bird? Yeah, quite a bit. It's it's uh, Qantas is getting some Qantas points up. <laughs> um, yeah, the old lounge must not be too bad though. <laughs> yeah, loving it. Um, get some work done. It's cool way. Eh? Like I've, it's been great getting around places like Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne. Um, it's been really enjoyable and a great place for me to start coaching and and such a good group of girls to work with and develop myself. So pretty grateful and. Um, pretty yeah humbled to have the opportunity that they they offered which is great awesome bro like what the um what's the weather like over there i heard melbourne's a bit of a roller coaster yeah uh, you, well you're 100% right there man like we'll be 37 one day and then drops down to 14 the next fucking um, hell yeah you get some you get some mean so so january january february march we're good um when the tennis is on and stuff. yeah yeah but I'm pretty buzzy, man. Like I'll sort of tell you a story about the first time I got here. I got invited down to to Rebels training um, as a player. I was still playing when when they trained. So we turn up right, and um, we just had half a field. And I was like, "What are you talking about? We got half a field? Like this is the Rebels?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, the Storm's got the other half." And I was like, "What?" Oh. So so we're training. The Melbourne Storm are on the other half. There's literally like Steeden balls rolling across. Um, the Rebels are training. Next to us, there's the AFL team, which is ginormous over here, which is the Melbourne Demons. Um, we're right next to the MCG, Amy Park, Rod Lather Arena. So my first week over here at Melbourne, I'm on this field with just this hub of professional sport going off. Holy and, uh, shit. It was Buzzy Road. Cam Smith running around. Um, He's a go-to. Trying to get a handshake, but he just carried on running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's been great is just because, uh, you know, we come from New Zealand where the, the biggest things are the super rugby teams over yeah. there. 
in the in the city. So to get over here and you're just such a small fish, um, it's pretty good for you. And uh, it's been great for me with rugby bricks because I think um, I've been able to kind of be myself and not have to deal with that tall poppy stuff we get back home of um, of cutting each other down. So it's been it's been refreshing. Have you um, worked with any of the league players? Done a bit. Um, do you know Ryan Pappenhouse? He's the fullback. For yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So super quick a, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got jet boots. Yeah, um, yeah. So he was kind of wanting to add um, kicking to, to his game. Um, done a bit with Jordan Kahu just online. Um, oh, Moses Embiid yeah. for the Tigers, um, which is cool. Like it's uh, That's the beauty of Instagram, man. You just tell someone to take a video, watch it, give some feedback, and uh, it's easy. Social media, eh? Yeah, it's, uh, it's changed the game, so... Um, I'm, I'm liking what you're doing as well, taking advantage. How's the uh, how's the clothing going, bro? Selling a few? Yeah, no, it's not going too bad. Um, just trying to trying to widen this sort of thing. Like I'm trying to get on a different, a few different platforms and and try and get the word out a little bit more. We've made quite a few sales, and um, but it's just hard that that first part, eh? Because you sort of got to like get through the selling the first sort of stock, and then you can kind of build up your business from there and start ordering a few more things and. Yeah, kind of in that teething stage at the moment so like guess it's just a bit of a test you gotta get through it that sort of thing so 100% so many people give up you know when they get to this little dip that you're at and it, it gets hard but um if you can kind of just stay in the fight and take each day as it comes um yeah good things happen so the as, Gary, as, as Gary V says man it's a marathon not a sprint you got time so he's unreal eh yeah he's he's got a great message he um he just cuts straight through to to a lot of people, and um, he was definitely a green light for me when I started doing the the social media. And, and I suppose it sounds like he is for you. He just um, is he gives you such a green light just to go and execute, um, stop thinking. And uh, I think his big one for me that he gave was uh, um, start documenting instead of creating. Um, yeah. So literally just telling a story like what you're doing and, and the struggles and setting up and just being honest. People love watching real stuff and just seeing stuff that's real. Because um, they yeah, can so, almost develop a bit of connection with you, eh? Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's why people meet me when we do skill sessions and they, they feel like they know me so well, like they know a lot about me. And it's yeah, like, well, yeah. Yeah, you do because I, I give you everything. Like what you're seeing is, is who I am. So That's unreal, bro. Mm. Um, what do you reckon about young young players um, going overseas? I know who was the who was the player put up the article. Was it um, wasn't George Moale? It was, it was someone, he, and he put up that article about telling young New Zealanders to to shoot overseas earlier. What do you reckon? Yeah, right. It's um. Obviously, the money's so good, isn't it? Like, there's yeah. that there's that attraction. Um, I still think that there's. It's funny. Like, there's still something to be said about like we've got such an amazing uh, package in New Zealand. Like, Super Rugby, Mod Ten Cup. You only kind of realise how incredible it is um, when you leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bro, so those games of minor ten cup rugby is some of the best rugby and most enjoyable rugby you'll ever play in your career. Yeah. Um, just because of the, we've got great refs that want to encourage a flowing fast game of New Zealand rugby. Um, we've got players and coaches all wanting to to create chaos, turnover ball. Um, so 
all I'm saying is like if you miss out on that opportunity of playing three years of Mitre 10 Cup and you know a few Super Rugby games and and tapping on that door, like you're gonna miss the opportunity to become a seriously good rugby player. Because yeah. um, even coming over here, uh, coming over here, bro, like playing club rugby and and watching the NRC, um, there's no wonder why New Zealand's so far ahead. Yeah, of, yeah. Just because of of the opportunities we have back home, even schoolboy, like look look at the college 15s, um, Sky Sport. Yeah, like from five years ago to now, those games are incredible. Some yeah, of the they are. Um, so what I would say is, like, if you, yeah, you've got to be prepared to to sort of stick around, knock on the door, wait for an opportunity. Um, but if there is a log jam, then and you're sort of 25, 24, then. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth having a look overseas, but don't don't miss out on playing the funnest rugby you'll ever play just because you're chasing you know another little bit of money. Yeah, yep, wise words, wise words. Uh, I picked a couple of couple of the best questions off the Q and A on Instagram. Yeah, oh, I saw yeah. that. Nice work, bro. Yeah, yep. So we got we got <laughs> two we got two good ones here. Uh, yes. The first one came in was: Would you ever become a skills coach for any Super Rugby or Premiership team? Yes, hundred um, percent. I love I love coaching skills. I'm, I've got a passion for attack as well. Um, so I, I coach the attack for for the Wallaroos. So that's team attack and backs attack. Um, but I guess if an opportunity came up um, to be involved with a Super Rugby team, coaching skills, and then progress into like a a, a more coaching role, then um, I'd definitely jump at that. So yes, awesome. Last one. In your opinion. Who's the best kicker in the world, and who's the best passer in the world currently? <laughs> uh, best kicker in the world, uh, Hayden Parker. Yeah, we've again. talked about that one. Yep, easy. Um, and then best passer of rugby balls is um, is Aaron Smith. I have to give him credit. I've never seen a quicker, fast transfer uh, pass yeah, yeah. than, than um, Fletcher Smith from Waikato as well. Um, he's he's got a great fast uh, fast transfer spiral pass. His hand speed's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, yeah, he actually had he had an effect on me because he came down to Otago, and um, yeah, I just when I saw how quick he was able to get balls away, like it really helped me with my game because um, I think that's so much of of rugby is monkey see, monkey do, and um, yeah, he sped my hand speed up as well just because I was like, shit, I need to be able to pass it as quick as he can. <laughs> oh, bro, and like Waikato, they sort of they owe a lot to of like credit to that guy because man, like he sort of sets up the. He sets yep. the back line up a lot, man. Like he's crazy with that with that ball speed and quick decision making. Yeah, well, he played with um, Matt Fattis a lot, so it was Fletcher and, and Matt played together. Oh, yeah. Matt was at centre, and um, yeah, like the amount of time that Fletcher just banged one out to him at centre and just gave him so much time and space. Um, yeah, so he owes a lot of credit to him as well. <laughs> oh well, bro. bro. Um, We'll wrap it up. Uh, Thirty-five minutes. Jeez, that went quick. Um, nice. And thanks for coming on, bro. Uh, thanks for making a bit of time in your day to to share a bit of knowledge with everyone and and help me build a bit of a brand here. And um, all the best with your podcast and everything you're doing. And um, guess you just want to say anything finally, or yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for having me on again. And and like I've kind of said in mine, like uh, I'm a big fan of podcasts, so great work on, on having a crack and, and getting started and um, 
yeah, I suppose the message that I probably want to leave people with is like if you are in an academy or you're a young person in, in a minor 10 cup squad or building your game, fire a Palmer Cup, like focus on your skill development. That's what uh, that's what stands out on the field, not your, not your bench press. So um, yeah, that's me, bro. Awesome, bro. You want to give your, um, your podcast a bit of a plug quickly? Yeah, nice man. Thanks for that. So we've got the the Rugby Bricks podcast. Um, so if you can search that, just on the usual platforms, um, the the latest one we did was with Aaron Smith, and it was um, pretty special what he spoke about um, and some of the the mental health and the battles he's been through, obviously with with some of the shit that's gone on in his life. Um, but same thing with you, man. Just having good conversations with good people. Um, so yeah, that's the Rugby Bricks podcast, and then uh, on Instagram, um, just Rugby Bricks. Um, with all the skill videos and kicking tees so yeah appreciate that man awesome brother thanks bro